Welcome to another episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Show. I'm your host, Rob McCallum. And boy, am I excited to get to the show this evening. But I don't want to do it alone. Let's bring in the other half of this toy collecting, cape crusading, dynamic duo. The Frank Gorshin to my Jim Carrey, Mr. Jay Bartlett. I want to be Dick Grayson. Why can't I be Dick Grayson? Well, because it be... doesn't work like that. I didn't pick two actors that picked that played. You said dynamic Robin. duo. Yeah, and then I said the Frank Gorshin to my Jim Carrey. Nobody's listening anyway. Nobody's nobody's here. Nobody See, cares. Nobody, Why is nobody, this? No, nobody cares. Does this thing even work anymore? I feel like I'm in a radio studio from the 80s. There we go. You're way <laughs> off in the corner. We can barely see you in frame. Welcome back another week, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, Lisa? First. For parts unknown. <laughs> <laughs> parts unknown. Upstairs. <laughs> Mike's with us as well. Yeah, Mike Robertson. Jay, what has changed in your wonderful world in the last week? Anything? Is anything different? I, I literally feel like we were here hours ago. It's been a I week, can't... but it feels like hours. Oh. <sighs> Ah, uh, lots of good stuff for me on oh? a personal front, which is nice. Unfortunately, oh, any, any, nothing. Anything you want to? Anything you want to share? Big yeah. news, big teases. Good stuff. Nothing I want to share just right now on air. But uh, yeah, it's been a been a good week. Um, full of ups and downs, as as a lot of the days are. But overall, it's very good. Um, as I am a big fan of talking about weather all the time, I'm glad it's a little warmer today. Is it though? Uh, is it? Oh, I, I don't know. Holy, look at everybody. What's up, everyone? I Everybody's just slinging the comments in there. I, I usually try to throw them up on screen for everybody, even if we don't get a chance to acknowledge you. Thank you for tuning in. Mike, Lisa, Scott, Nathan, Rhett, Hexacaliber, Tommy, Robert French Armstrong, um, Bodacious, Jacqueline, Danny. No big news. Oh, <sighs> there's big news, my friend, or at least big teases. Uh, Roberts, uh, everybody, you keep flooding us. Thank you. Keep showering us with the affection. We need to know that you're out there. We need to know that you know that we know that we see you. We see you. We hear you. Good on you. It's going to be a good show. Florida, 75 degrees. Oh, dude, I'm so jealous of that. That would be a Warmage. nice place to be right now. Although, you know, from your own experience, you know Florida is essentially the same thing as where you are now with palm trees. It's pretty much just like Byron, which is uh, a part of the city in, in my province where I live. It's pretty much the exact same thing. In fact, I could probably just take the city bus to Florida if I wanted to. Yeah, probably take you three days, leave, come back, well, one whole weekend on the bus ride. No problem. It's big, no problem. Big dolly bus. Um, we uh, spent some time in Florida. We were in Daytona doing the big spring break thing 20 years ago, I think, something close to that. And what did we do on the nicest day while we were in Daytona, Jay? We went to the mall looking for Nintendo paraphernalia Look, and toys. It's uh, Florida's a little bit different, but you know, I'm not so great with the geography. So I always understand that Florida's always sunny and it's always warm, kind of like California. So I, you know, we didn't know. We didn't look at the weather because we didn't have iPhones back then. We weren't glued to the TV watching the weather report. So we went to the mall during spring break and got some really cool stuff. Actually, two jackets 
that uh, we purchased in the mall ended up in Nintendo Quest as yeah. part of my my costume, whatever. Um, and then the rest of the week it rained, uh, but it's okay. We made the most of it with beer. Our good friend Pizza Dude, and uh, it was great, man. <laughs> pizza Dude, oh, so much the good pizza, times, dude. The good yeah. times. It's it's funny you mentioned the outfits because we had planned to do like a level up thing. Like when you, I was, reach, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, you were gonna start with your starting outfit. And then when you got the first hundred games, you were going to change outfits and level up and then change outfits again. And we just, we got so busy while we were making Nintendo Quest that we forgot some of those little nuances that we wanted to do along the way. But it was still a fun idea because you had a Zelda jacket and you had the regular uh, Nintendo jacket. Go ahead, say it. But I didn't get the what jacket? I'm not not saying it. I I don't don't want to be that guy. Go ahead. The you Red Mario it. one that I passed up on, and these were all official <clears throat> Nintendo jackets, by the way. Yeah. Um, the one I didn't get because I believe, if memory serves me correctly, it was too big, and I don't like big baggy stuff. And it was just a bit too big. I think there was a Space Invaders one too. I don't know. There's there was cool, cool jackets yeah. there, man. Yeah. Well, NESJ only got the two jackets. He left the Red Mario one behind in the time of history, never to be seen from again. I want to get to the icebreaker this week, my friend, brought to you, of course, by Mock Masters, Retro Rags, Heroes, Comics, and Cards, and, of course, Big Bad Toy Show, or Big Big Bad Toy Show, Big Bad Toy Store, our lovely, lovely sponsors that help us do this show every single week. Thank you so much. The icebreaker, of course, Jay. Did you ever feel peer pressure to buy an action dolly for your collection? Yeah, 2019, I think it was from you and I and our buddy Pete were really heavily into the NECA Turtles. And uh, I remember I had them on hold at the store that I was going to buy them at for way longer than they should have been on hold. And I felt like I had to get them because Turtles is one of those staples. And I didn't 100% want them, especially for the price they were. They're 80 bucks Canadian for two guys, which they're great. You know, ultimately, I did get them. But I remember feeling like even back then, it was like, well, if you pass them up, you probably will never see them again, which is true for the yeah. for the four initial turtles, the initial dark green ones. Um, so that's, yeah, that's an instance right there where I felt pressure. And it wasn't like a super, you know, you're a loser, negative pressure. It was just kind of like, I yeah, knew how obligation. cool they were. I, I knew how important turtles are to this thing that we do and the importance of pop culture. So I felt pressure to get them. Yeah, there was an obligation. I think I felt the similar kind of obligatory pressure when the 2002 He-Man figures came out and they were starting to hit the shelves. And it's like, oh, you, you got to get this. You got to keep up. You got to get all this stuff. And then like jungle attack He-Man, ice armor He-Man, Samurai you know, He-Man. You would think that, that toy companies would learn. That just reminded me of the 60s Batmans, the 64 Batman stuff that McFarlane released. Mm. With all the variants already, the Joker and Batman with the shorts, the unmasked Batman, the masked Joker. Yeah, It doesn't work. You can't throw the hero characters in with all their variants on the first few waves. And uh, yeah, that's what ultimately killed that Masters line was... Too many uh, versions of He-Man and Skeletor that weren't just He-Man and Skeletor. I mean, I don't mind battle armor three or four waves down the line, sure. But when it's just this constant bombardment of 
yeah, you know, Batman has to go underwater, so he gets his deep dive Batman suit. It's like <laughs> He Man doesn't need all that stuff. He can punch a hole in the world. Like, yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally, hundred percent agree. And we covered that's a great segue, unscripted, but works well to the He Man episode that mm. culminates season two of the Jay and Rob Toy Show. Of course, last week. Uh, was part one this week was part two where we delve into every single masters of the universe line out there um somebody has already pointed out to me i think on twitter that we didn't cover masters of the wwe universe i don't really think that counts it's more of a design affiliation hilarious hilarious because i got my first one uh this week too (laughs) oh did you it, it was uh, for my love of origins and uh, where I was at the time. I just happened to see it. It was an older figure. I don't know much about them, but I saw the ultimate warrior and oh, cool. it was, it was really well-priced. He had the Zodak armor and the Cape. I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. He's a cool looking figure for sure. I love that they did China on the last wave as well. I thought she's cool choice to introduce into the into the whole mix uh cactus jamie j is asking if you ever managed to play every nes game in your collection no um i often thought about it when when we were done shooting i think this was early when i was thinking about doing something on youtube and i was gonna do uh like you know 10 or 20 minutes of each game kind of thing maybe on twitch or make a youtube video out of it but ultimately i didn't um a lot of them are really terrible uh, like a lot of them um and i just i just didn't have time i was also huge heavily into gaming then too and there's just so much good stuff coming out so um if it was one that i was really interested in that i never had as a kid like little samson or something of course i played it but uh, stuff like anticipation and that no i skipped it that was the first one you put in anticipation anticipation remember in the hotel trying to play like young indiana jones or whatever it was and it was just like we got it. We got our producer oh. Jordan to play it, and Jordan does not play video games, and that was kind of funny to see him play an extraordinary, terrible game as a person yeah. who doesn't play video games. It didn't. It didn't help his opinion on video games. That's for sure. No, no. That, that's the best when you make these different projects with somebody who's so far outside of the bubble of the thing that you're making, and suddenly you kind of drop them in, and you get you get the, they get the weird, creepy crawlies. Like, why am I not reacting to this like everybody else around me? And there's the effort and the try. He was playing colored colored dinosaur too. And he's just like, this isn't a game, and you can't even get out of the screen. You can only color infinitely unless you reset and then go back to the beginning. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I I would like to play all of them. Uh, ultimately, I think Jamie, if uh, you know, time wasn't a factor, which it is. And as you get older, you have less and less free time. If if I had all the time in the world, I would definitely love to do that. Just sit back and, and check them all out. Um, I often look at my game collection for all the systems I collect for, and there's so many games I would love to just pop in again, but I just don't have time. Don't have time. When you got to pose the dollies, put them on your shelf, be a pro shelf or be a dolly master, take a shelfie. You know how it is. Get it out there. Feel good about yourself. Why interact with something when you can just throw it on a shelf and forget about it? Feel way better about that pit inside that you can never quite fill. I like the aspect of them watching me. That's something I've just kind of recently. You know, that's funny you say that because as I'm editing, Action Figure Adventure Season 2 coming to you at some point in the future, whenever the hell that is, somebody says, I like my action figure collection because it's nothing but dozens and dozens of eyes watching me. And now that I'm an entertainer, 
I could see why that led to where I am today. I thought, wow, that's very interesting. Yeah. I can see that. I often look at them and, and I and I think weird things like uh I'm looking at them now and I'm just like, I hope you guys are happy. You know, I hope I hope treated you well. I hope the the collection is, you know, you have a lot of friends around you that you like from all different walks of life and decades, and I hope you're having a good time. Here, here's a question, an impromptu second icebreaker, if you will. I don't know if you've seen the Toy Story movies. Uh, I'm going to assume that you haven't. Uh, Woody, the cowboy, is the, the leader of the one. room. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Woody's the leader of, of the toy room. There's all sorts of different toys there. He's the one kind of keeping things in order, running the show, so to speak. In your toy room, who would be the leader? Who would be corralling everybody? Oh, Optimus Prime, hands down, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be the one, uh, you know, play. I'm not going to try and imitate. I can never imitate Prime. Just like, you know, uh, play it. hard, but play safe, you know. <laughs> play hard, but play safe, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I think Optimus Prime, um, maybe Superman. Nah, I, I'm going to say Optimus Prime. What about you? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I would probably like to say someone like Joker. Probably I've got one or two loose Joker figures. I think that they would just have fun pushing the buttons and get everybody around the room. Batman would crawl back into his plastic prison, not wanting to deal with it. But yeah, because there's a lot of playtime that happens. So you can't quite see everything behind me, but my daughter was in my room and she was playing with lots of stuff. And I just love listening yeah. to her adventures and how she has all the, all the toys play it and, and what happens there uh, we're going to be talking about the collecting spark today eventually at some point and it's that thing that speaks to our passion uh the thing that gets us to keep uh collecting more and more and the thing that kind of stokes the flames of the the, the desire to keep going and to, and to keep pushing on and there's so many that i was able to come up with of course maybe some big news maybe a big tease likely more of a tease who knows uh, mainly just for Danny, I just say that at this point since uh, he's always honest about that. But Jay, it wouldn't be another episode of the Jay and Rob Toy Show if we didn't have another game to play. I'm a bit more of a game show host than a scientist, as they say. Would you like to play another game? What what movie is that from? I don't know. Would you like oh. to play another game? Oh, no, not that one. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. I would. I would love to. I've seen the recent Ghostbusters. I like it a lot the thing that pulled me out of it was the need to have fan service at every turn if i have it no wasn't comment for, if it wasn't <laughs> for those points I, I i don't mind it whatsoever but like yeah. we talked about a couple episodes again the crunch wrapper the twinkie and there's a few more subtle ones in the background which i can appreciate oh, yeah. but it felt like mm, pulled me out other than that i didn't mind it so yeah. are you ready to play yeah let's do it it's the return of our famous game show, Jay, that puts you at the hot seat called What Would Bother You More? The game that you can never quite win but never get wrong. And the first question, Jay, is what would bother you more? Only being able to collect villains or only being able to collect heroes? Only being able to collect villains. That, that would, would bother you? Yeah. 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 I, at the core of everything, I like to think I'm... I'm a hero. I'd like to think I'm, you know, everyone I look up to, uh, both fiction and nonfiction are, you know, decent people and good to the core. So, yeah, I mean, villains are fun, but uh, without having those good guys, yeah, they're just kind of, you know, blech. 
When you look around your collection, do you have more villains than, or heroes than villains, you think? Uh, I have a good balance. I, I'm, I'm looking at that right now, and I think it's 50-50, to be honest. Um, you can't have one without the other. You're not going to have any kind of show without conflict, right? So, um, But ultimately, if I couldn't collect you know, Luke and Batman and all that, He-Man and those characters, that would suck. I think I would go the other way if I had to pick one or oh, the other. Oh, what a surprise. I think the right answer is collecting villains is better. I just think it they're more interesting characters. Usually the artwork and the design is a little bit more memorable, less uh, watered down. I think all the characters stand out a little bit more. Um, even if the ratio had to be like 10 to 1, where I had to have 10 villains for every one hero, it would be an easy thing to do. Because I'd rather have 10 masters villains to like one he-man you know same with the turtle stuff or star wars yeah i got lots of people chiming in that's uh, i love to see that guys thanks for your inputs uh Skill of heroes, heroes. heroes yeah villains heroes are always a tad bit yeah, weirder yeah i mean i i like to think of you know since we you know we just finished up with the masters of the universe double episode I like to think of uh, two iconic playsets, one being Castle Grayskull, and then, of course, the mirror opposite would be Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain is very drab and dreary and dark, um, and it works so well because you have Castle Grayskull to, uh, to complement it. That's what I think, the dark and the light. But if you just had Snake Mountain, everything would be dark and dull and dreary. On the other hand, if you just had Castle Grayskull, I think Castle Grayskull can work either way. Well, because well, it's, well, such well. A, it's such a castle of mystery. Yeah, I mean, Castle Grayskull is neutral. It's neither good nor bad. It's whoever gets it has the power. That's what makes that work so yeah. well. You don't even need Snake Mountain. If you have a Grayskull, everybody can fight over it. That's what makes that awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Okay, second one. Yeah. What would bother you more? Only being able to collect Mask without vehicles or only being able to collect gi joe vehicles and no figures uh i uh, that's tough <laughs> where does he come up with these folks where does he come up with them what would you guys think while you're listening and waiting for jay to make a decision I'm probably, in your uh, yeah i'm gonna say joe's it would bother you more to only have the joe vehicles yeah because I think G.I. Joe, real American hero stuff are some of my favorite action figures of all time. And not to, and there's there's 500, right? Like, so to not have access to that, where, you know, from 82 to 94, there's so many different versions of the characters, and you can see the changes in pop culture and the way the characters look. To not be able to celebrate that would suck. Whereas the Joe vehicles is just my opinion, drop off real quick after about 86 or 87 and they're very forgettable and they all just look like you know forgive the reference they all look like you know ninja turtle stuff it's very 90s a lot of neon greens and weird tanks Purples and things and tanks and very forgettable so to not be able to collect i would sacrifice mask for joe for sure what about you yeah you'd, you'd still get the mask figures i would actually yeah. agree with you i'd rather just uh, i i need those joe figures i mean the vehicles are great and all but they're not nearly as iconic as those characters you know the hiss is great the sky striker is great 
then it, like you said, it starts to fall off from what you need to have in a, in, in a collection. Whereas at least you could have all the mask individual characters, even if you didn't have stiletto or condor or thunderhawk or switchblade or whatever, it'd still be cool representation of the series. So, okay. We agree on yeah. that one. Everybody's chiming in pretty much across the same, uh, in the chat as well. The last, the last question of what would bother you more, Jay, the tailored game show to just get you irritated before we dive into the show. What would bother you more? Only being able to collect figures with poor play features or figures with no articulation whatsoever. Now think about <laughs> this hard. Yeah, I've I've already thought about it. My, my least favorite thing for toys is play features, which is funny because they're toys. I, I mean play features like um the ones I often reference are the Ghostbusters where past wave one, fright they features. all have fright features where their eyes pop out, their jaws open. And to me, all I need is the first wave of the Ghostbusters. And I can imagine Peter's scared, like when he's sitting in the front row of no, Afterlife, you gotta, how you terrified push his he arm is. down to see it. He, yeah. And even, you know, as much nice as I love... Nice jab in there, by the way. Nice little jab. It, thank you. As much as I love superpowers and Thundercats, you don't need karate chop action or power punch action. Um, so I would have to go with the static statuesque kind of figure. Just remember, least, yeah. you don't get to choose what that statue or pose is. You could have Luke Skywalker going. I could. Or something like that. And that, that's I the could. only way you get Luke Skywalker. But I know that there's going to be a million versions of Luke Skywalker and I don't have to deal with the. Uh, and they're all going to be hand chopping off action. Yeah. You know what? The, the, I still stand by play features are nice. Every time a kid grabs a figure, they look for that button. What to do when we pick up a figure and we see there see there's a play feature. We try it out instinctively. The figure, the, the play feature doesn't always break how the figure looks when it's static on its own. So I'd rather have poor play features like the fright features that you're talking about from Ghostbusters, because they still sit on the shelf and they still uh, they still display well. They don't have to have their play feature indicated. Superpowers, most of those play features are pretty good. Superpowers are great. Yeah, they don't... You can't really even tell. Um, again, I was just off the top of my head. I was thinking of the Ghostbusters, and you will never catch any of those on my shelf. Those fright we'll feature that. Ghostbusters. Well, you know what? Your birthday, your birthday is coming around the corner. It's no, I always look for opportunities to disappoint you. Uh, <laughs> you just you just never know what's going to happen. I appreciate you for playing yet another round of what would bother you more. Again, the game show tailored towards your irritation and irritability. Uh, let's dive in to the topic tonight, my friend. And that special spark. That's what I want to talk about. What? What are some of the things that get you going? A, a couple episodes we've talked about, you know, holding off. Uh, you know, the burnout of it all, the collecting kind of regrets and, and, uh, and avoiding it and, and the conundrums like, oh, do I need to do this? Do I not need to do this? What are the opposites of that stuff? How do you turn the tie and flip the coin, flip the script, turn the page, whatever you want? What gets you excited about collecting? What are some of the things? Well, I mean, that that's a pretty broad question. Um, yes, sir. That's how we generate discussion. I'd like to say, you know, I'll use the Mandalorian, for example, something that's brand new to a universe that's already established. Um, what gets me excited is seeing these characters on the screen, sure. um, knowing which ones will become action figures and that you're going to have figures of, you know, a, a pig Nick Nolte 
Like, who would have thought Nick Nolte would be an Ugnaught? Hilarious, by the way. Um, stuff like that. So that gets me excited. Uh, just the possibilities of who they can make, and especially mm. for Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, you know, a- anybody can be made into a, an action figure. You you cover two uh, hits on my list, and that is uh, outside media tie-ins. We talked about uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation. That cartoon existing makes it so much easier to go down the path to buy those figures. Can you imagine if there was yeah. a cartoon that tied into Origins, how much more addictive that line with that price point might be if we had like a weekly syndicated show like we had in the 80s? Yeah, and I wish... Uh, I love the way Disney Plus does that. They really make it old school. I understand it's business because they want you to be subscribed forever. I get it. Take the business away from it. I like the old school, you know, Boba Fett's on every Wednesday, Hawkeye's on every Wednesday, and you 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 get to wait. Where Revelations was great, but I felt that weird pressure, you know, you get up at 6 a.m. Yeah. to watch it, and you know you have to watch all five or six episodes because if yeah. you don't, it's going to be ruined. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't I've never liked the binge mentality. Um, so yeah, to your point, I, I love how stuff is drawn out and it adds to the excitement of the figures. If we got a new He-Man cartoon based on the classic line, like wouldn't that be cool? Like a, a multiverse cartoon with like Beastman from Lord of Powers, then you have Beastman from the Well, it's gotta Man. be multiverse or it doesn't count nowadays, right? Multiverse, 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 multiverse. Why not? Here here's all the things that you hated. Now they're all back again. Now you love now them. Now they're together. Now you can love them because don't, let, don't the, get me going again. The don't thing that you hated before, now you're gonna like it. You hated it, but now you like it because we tell you to like it because of multiverse. The reason I quit collecting comic books in the 90s. Multiverse. And now you're back in it, buddy. And now you're back in it collecting those same books. And now yeah. multiverse Bartlett. Now multiverse YouTube channel. It's crazy. A- I love yeah. it. Can you do a multiverse episode where two of you review the same figure and you just go back and forth on it from multiverse J? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I can. Have, I'll do like 90s J and like. Uh, Early two thousands, Jay, when he was wearing like, you know, GI Joe shirts, and I thought it was so cool. And like two thousand one, wearing a GI Joe shirt because it's like, yeah, yeah, no one knows what this is. Yeah, you, true. you guys remember this? I remember true. it. I remember yeah. it, and I wear it as you sit wearing a Street Fighter shirt right now, which is amazing. Which is oddly uh, inaccurate, but anyway, we'll <laughs> save that for another time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the other things that you mentioned uh, is the newness. I think anything that's new that comes out, I think it's a big deal. So something like the Mandalorian, it's a new Star Wars thing. Anything that new is always going to draw attention, right? And it makes it easier to discover. It also has less of a gatekeeper vibe to it, right? Because if it's new, you don't have to have the 30 years of being the coolest kid on the block because you, you know, you, you know, breathe and sleep and eat this crap. Everybody can sit down and watch the book of Boba Fett and be disappointed or everybody can sit down and watch ghostbusters and have the the time of their life until the last half hour everybody can enjoy spider-man half of the movie and everybody can be you know at the starting line at the same time and then because you're starting there nobody gets to really assert you know the dominating pressure of oh i i was there from the beginning therefore i'm better than you newness makes it easy to collect 
I, I mean, I think that whole thing we just said, I think you and I let that go a long time ago. I think it no. comes with no. maturity where it's like at this point, especially with something, um, you know, fans are so passionate about Star Wars, especially with something like Star Wars. I just don't care what anyone has to say anymore. And no offense to anybody in chat. I just mean like, I won't engage <laughs> you hear in that those... everybody writing us. We don't care about what you I have won't to engage say. in those conversations because I don't care anymore. It's just, it's, it's so big. You can't please everybody and everyone's going to pick on something. And I just don't have the time for it anymore. <laughs> the, the two things that make you the ultimate fan fan.com <laughs> collecting fan.com slash J is I was there from the beginning. Okay, well, and we'll I can, yeah. And I can buy more than you. So I'm a bigger fan. I caught shit. Things. I caught shit the other day. I'm not going to say by who or where I was. I can't, but wait. because uh, Boba Fett came up the book of Boba Fett. And I, and I said, I don't think Boba Fett is that interesting of a character. I never did. And I still don't now. By the time this season one is done, it might be something different. But George Lucas created Boba Fett to look cool standing next to Darth Vader. And that's it. And then in the next one, he looked cool standing beside Jabba the Hutt. And that's it. So, you know, I mean, Django was pretty cool in Attack of the Clones. He was okay. But Boba Fett himself, I don't think is that interesting. I didn't really think he was interesting in the Clone Wars cartoon. And... I mean, I think the actor's great. I didn't think he was that interesting in The Mandalorian either. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure everyone's going to cancel me now. You know what? Uh, hashtag cancel NESGIJ. He's he's over. He's done. He doesn't like the Stadium Star flag, Wars. J. <laughs> Stadium flag, J. You are now incomplete. You no longer have your fan tail rail of credibility. You're not yeah. cool. You're no longer part of the Admiral fan I don't think Boba Fett's the coolest thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess well, you I know don't what? really like Star Wars. He may be. He may still be super boring by the time this season ends. We'll we'll see where the the show goes. They've got another five episodes to to lull us into sleep. It. I tell you right now, it is the greatest uh, form of visual ambient that I've discovered so far. I have not. Every Wednesday night, I have got a good sleep the second I put that show on, and it <laughs> does not cease to amaze me how the bright sun of Tatooine can lull me into a nice, comfortable sleep with monotone dialogue line after line it's, you remember, it's, you, it's remember fantastic. you remember wookies right you remember huts right remember the, you remember the kraken from clash of the titans remember that i've uh, yes i know these things you know what i love them then but now i don't like them for some reason oh wait multiverse reboot i'm in Mem give me the Mem dollies member berries um yes all the member berries this i could go on this is for another time yeah <laughs> What are some other things, Jay, that you find uh, really pulls you into collecting where to the point where like your safeguards, you realize that, hey, I shouldn't be going down this path, but I just have to do this and I have to buy this and you get into it. Uh, you go first, man. I got to think. Okay. I think um, I'm going to say camaraderie. I think mm. talking with friends for sure. It's stuff that we do going back and forth you know, showing each other what we've got in the mail or something that we're looking at or talking about a new release, bouncing ideas. Do we like it? Do we not like it? What do you think about that? Just just sharing that common bond with people in the space uh, and discovering new people in the space, like we said uh, last week about getting out of the echo chamber of, you know, the same opinions, like discovering something new, like 
like knockoffs like we talked about and i've had so many people reach out to me since last week i've seen so many people our buddy scott nathan they've all bought the book uh how can you not want to add that listen listen how do you know what's hilarious do you know what's hilarious do you see what is right there yeah this is um a, a very classic set but it is one of the biggest pieces of garbage that you're ever going to see because right. inside besides these gi joe knockoff a-team figures by galoob um you have what what inside is essentially green army men stuff that you get at the dollar store these barrels and it. sandbags and stuff they're so cheap this reminds dingy. me of something like you could just take you know the a-team picture off and this could be like a yeah. knockoff thing that's what it reminds me of man yeah the the cheap kind of stuff that lines get cropped out to kind of be part of the mix that's that's the next book i hope ryan takes on i you know what i love about this hobby i'm just gonna say this um and it's we've talked about this a few times before it's different than video games where i find in the video game world uh you can like halo and i can like i don't, I don't even know what's out there anymore grand theft Auto. Fortnite. Um, my games yeah Fortnite's better than halo and people just destroy each other or Better yet, you know, Xbox versus PlayStation, that will never die. And people Tetris just get is so, better than columns. People so get crazy about that. But excuse me, I've never to this day run across another toy collector that craps on that thing you like. So if you're um if you like to collect the Gloob A team line, I've never had anyone say that's the worst thing ever. You should collect Transformers because they're way better. So that is the big major difference and one reason I love this hobby. Also, everyone in this community is genuinely excited when you get a piece for the stuff that you like, right? Everyone can appreciate it. They might not collect turtles, but uh, if you got a scratch, they would definitely, you know, be uh, giving you a like and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I certainly think there's a fair amount of criticism on every single line that exists out there. I don't think anybody shies away from crapping on Ghostbusters and Fright Features or all the weird turtle stuff that came out or the weird He-Man stuff or how Transformers and the scales and materials changed over time and the poor sculpting of the original start. Like every line you could, you know, throw targets at. I think universally we all have opinions on every single toy line. And the second we touch a toy, we form opinions on it. But I think that is completely different to your point than saying, Oh, you're dumb for collecting the Fright Feature Ghostbusters. You like it? That's cool. And I think universally, we all step back and say, you get to love what you love. And if you love playing with those Fright Feature guys, precisely maybe because they are so silly and they have that stupid yeah. play feature. Yeah, I think I mean, that's I, cool. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I would never, if that's your thing, if Wave 2 of the Ghostbusters is your thing, I would know that. And so if I was out and I saw one, I'd text you and be like, hey, man, they got Peter Venkman with the silly face or whatever. Do you need this one? Uh, but it would never be like, I would never, aside from that joke, I would never make you feel terrible about it. Do you know what I mean? I yes, would never you be, would. Oh, man, you collect yes, you Buck would. Rogers. You suck, man. Oh, like man, you, you collect Captain Power. What is wrong with you? I saw one in a store and I knew you didn't have it. I bought it and stepped on it. I bought it and broke it, which wasn't hard because I just looked at it and it turned to gold dust. I looked at it. The the, the, the back metal fell off of it. It ran into dust. a sewer to be consumed by a rat. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think in part of that reason is because we all have that connection point to the thing that speaks to us. We probably had a playtime adventure with it that resonates with us, you know, 
10, 30 minutes ago when we had that adventure or 30 years ago, whatever it is. So it's really hard to crap on something when we have these personal and somewhat intimate relationships with these toys that help define us who we are. So it's just inherently wrong to crap on somebody else's love for some something, even though we can completely objectively say, ain't ever coming on my shelf, motherfucker. You're not ever going on my shelf. So that's what I think. Yeah, yeah. And and our playtime was like so emotional and it was so draining. Like it was really like being performing on like a theater stage it really was so i just remember that our play times they were so long and it was usually just once a day because it was so long and it was so intense that's that's where the idea of mix-up came because we didn't just want to play with the he-mans we didn't just want to play with the secret wars we wanted to play with all of it and we knew we were just gonna get one shot yeah why not just mix it all up multiverse oh <gasps> we created multiverse. the multiverse yeah the, the ultimate multiverse. crossover the ultimate yeah. crossover multiverse. I love it. Uh, one of the other things, obviously, nostalgia will play a big role into collecting that collecting spark, kind of rediscovering something that you may have forgotten about or been taking some time away from where something comes up in the news and you're like, oh, Silverhawks is coming back as a TV show. I remember my Silverhawk figures. Oh, I'm going to go look into those again. And oh, I'm only missing three. Oh, I'm going to see what else I can find. I think nostalgia is a huge drug for so many of us when it comes to collecting and uh, a constant fire. It is, which is why this stuff, you know, like uh, Turtles, where I'm not the biggest Turtles guy, but I I, I certainly like the original stuff. And so when, you know, NECA releases the first movie stuff or the first cartoon stuff, it's like, oh, I already have the Playmate stuff, but oh, got to get these now because they look slightly better. Um, Akira, Akira Sun says... About boys collecting girls' toys, I'm 100% guilty of that. In fact, I prefer Shira to He Man, and I've said that for well, a toys long are time toys, now. right? Toys are toys, it's not really well, boys I mean, versus girls, sure. Yes, but back then they were they were marketed for girls, and they were well, look just because toys. somebody doesn't understand that Shira should have been in a different aisle and they kept putting it in the wrong section of the store, it just added to the thrill of the hunt. Traditional, I would say traditional girls' toys from the 80s, and these are the way things were back then. I'm just stating that. That's not the way they are now. Back then, there was toys for girls and there was toys for boys. I collect, uh, I have a lot of Gem and the Holograms uh, dolls. I think they're some of the most beautiful, I guess, they're yeah. dolls out there. They're so amazing, and I love the show because it's all based around a pop band. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely guilty of it. I love it. I'm going to continue to I have Charlie's Angels. I have a bunch of Mego stuff. I have, you know, Catwoman. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Charlie's Angels. What, yeah. Oh, what, dude, I love did, that show. What did you just really? So, ladies and gentlemen, season three of Action Figure Adventure, we are holding casting auditions now for people that don't yeah. like girl girls' toys and dolls. We want real men to collect some action figures. <laughs> we want the real men to be real man collectors out there. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's so stupid, right? Yeah. Danny's saying nostalgia plays a huge role here because you're buying the things you never had, especially as a kid, but always wanted. Uh, so many people talk about, you know, trying to get the toys back they had as a kid. But of course, all the stuff that they saw but could never have. And of course, huge items like the flag behind you are always on people's lists. Eternia is always on people's lists. The, the, know, the f- thing that we couldn't have as a kid, but we still wanted. And we, if we could have, boy, we would have loved it. Now we can. There, there's a few pieces that we can all name, probably 10, you know, or so that 
are very expensive and yeah we were never ever going to get them as a kid and of course the flag for all the reasons we've talked about for years now was definitely my number one and so um you know now that i'm an adult and i have my own kind of money and i can spend it how i want that was one of the first things i I went for once i found one that was uh you know over 90 percent complete i pulled the trigger Akira wants to know how uh, he can apply for season three. What what is the casting process there, Jake? Can you uh, chime in on that? <laughs> you don't want to know, man. You don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to know. You got to do a lot of stuff you don't want to do and long all days. All the time. And, you've you've got to put yeah. in 30, 30 years of friendship torture just to develop the chemistry to withstand anything yeah. on the fly that you can't question. Because did, if the director did you know says that so. we did, you know, Rob, Rob's a, f- a student of film um, professionally. And so when he was doing his projects, going through, you know, college, university, all that stuff, you know, he tried to put me in uh, some stuff. Like we tried to do some original script work that he did. And him and I would just laugh. We <laughs> laughed at the whole time. And our buddy Ferg would be like the camera guy. And Rob and I would just, you know, try and act. And it was just hilarious. We would laugh. How, how so, I've evolved since then. <laughs> So my point is, is that when you approached me about the collecting documentary, which ultimately became Nintendo Quest, I was I wasn't shocked, but I'm like, I really wonder how this is going to play out, because um, the other stuff we tried to do, we we kind of laughed, and and I knew that this was serious, but right off the bat, we separated that friendship. It's crazy. Um, it was so easy to throw the friendship away that it made making the film easy. No, just to separate it when it was like, when it's time to shoot, it's like, okay, it's time to shoot. And and I understand I understand that. So I was surprised that we had that relationship professionally. So I'm, I'm very... Well, because uh, we both love Nintendo games and video games. And there had not, yeah, been nothing but, quite like what we were trying to do. Both on like a, a summary discussion about why NES was still important and why it so resonated 30 years later. And nobody had tried to attempt the mission that you were doing and mixing them together was something that just didn't exist. And so we were both drawn into that and that it was so easy to focus on doing that thing that, you know, all the other stuff, the, the silliness went aside because we just wanted it so bad. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I still think, um, and of everything we've done, I mean, Nintendo Quest, it's still, I, I think, I it's mean, still the I, worst thing we've we ever still done. Get everything, everything we do is sucks. the most praise for that one, I think. Um, mostly because the stress I endure, which was, I mean, g- going for these toys is amazing, and, and raising money for the Children's Health Foundation is, uh, you know, it's what we live to do. It's just incredible work. But, having a goal like 678 nintendo games and it's like i knew when i said i would do this that if that wasn't accomplished in one way or another like me whatever my role was would that's mm. it like you're done because you you know you're the guy you know what you didn't uh you're the guy I'm like a spoiler for everyone who hasn't seen it but uh yeah anyway i'm just rambling now <laughs> I see the game, the movie came out like six years ago, and I still feel like I can't say anything about it. <laughs> Don't say it. Save it for camera. I mean, to be to be frank, I mean, Nintendo Quest came out in a different era than anything else that we've done. There, there's been stuff that I've had 
you know that's come out but hasn't gone over as big as nintendo quest like power of grayskull came out and it was on netflix and while a lot of people talk about it nintendo quest came out at a different time where people were really taken back by something like that was such a headline discussion of can you do this why would anybody want to do this and what's he willing to do to do it before you know? uh Jacqueline's comment disappears on the top she's she's just, just back to the toys for a second she talks about she wanted uh Millennium Falcon if that's something you're still wanting to get uh, don't go for the original Kenner one again don't cancel Jay because I said this go for the 2008 Legacy Falcon I can't you tell can you find enough. it if you can find it it is to scale I mean, they re-released it a couple of years ago in the Force Awakens style. But if you can find the Legacy Falcon from 2008, it's to scale to the 3.75-inch figures. And it's so incredible. Um, I would just save your money and go for that one. The Kenner one is great, but the Legacy one is insane. I really want the uh, the Galaxy's Edge one, the vintage collection one from Galaxy's yeah. Edge. That was That's supposed the one to be I was talking about. To... That's, yeah. It's basically the same they, right. They just put the Force Awakens dish on it and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And it has the, doesn't have the removable cockpit as well for the, the escape pod. As far as I know, it's the same mold. I'm pretty sure gotcha. it's just a re release and they put the, di- the dish on. But I, cool. again, I don't know. I have the legacy ones. So Who knows? You know, we only say that we're great toy collectors and we don't know anything about this stuff. So it's time to cancel us as well. Yep. Millennium Falcon yep. Rob doesn't know nothing. Nope. <laughs> Han McAlew doesn't know the answer to this question. I'm sorry. You might just have to look it up, which is the last kind of point for me. Uh, information and nostalgia is the biggest gateway to that collecting spark. When I start researching something or learning about something, you can't stop. You go down the rabbit hole and you learn everything about a line, the story, the production, behind the scenes, the community that was there, what worked, what didn't work, the weird variants that are out there, why there are variants, the foreign releases versus domestic ones learning all those ins and outs of the stuff that you only kind of like knew about maybe a little bit as a kid. So a little bit of yeah. nostalgia factor, but now with a grown up brain, you can digest yeah. properly, man, that's when it's like, yeah. Oh, I know all about this stuff. I feel like I own the knowledge and now I have a connection to it to have that on the shelf is like super cool. Yeah. My, my favorite toy book I have is Mark Belomo's uh, GI Joe encyclopedia volume three of the toys from a real american hero sure it, just looking at that and going through everything it gets you excited about not only that brand but about collecting in general uh the way he has it laid out it's so beautiful with each figure and all the accessories that came with and what year they came out and a little write-up on the figure and the the play sets and stuff so yeah and again that's why stuff like this as silly and as crazy as these figures are now that I'm like reading about them, like how can I not have these something like this? Like how can I not not have you know that Batman <laughs> with a motorcycle chips helmet with a Star Wars label on the top in my collection? And he's got a, a yellow cowboy revolver. Like yeah, that, isn't that with, like the most wacky figure? Like tell me that's not something that would always stand out in your collection that people would be like, oh, what's that thing? What's that thing? Like it's silly, and I and I love stuff that is so weird in an anomalous like that so getting into uh, the I mean, that's, stuff it's cool that batman figure you just showed me looks like a, a normal dc villain to me man <laughs> weather wizard style so <laughs> of course weather wizard yeah you're not you're not wrong there 
Uh, any last things you want to discuss on the spark of collecting and the things that keep driving the passion that, that you have for this? What are the things that you come back to most maybe that, to keep you back into it? What keeps me going and 100% truth here is the people in the chat, this community, um, everyone keeping these brands alive, uh, keeping the, the old nostalgic toys alive and the new stuff. It's just every day in this community is exciting. And there's always things to look forward to, always great discussions to have. So it's really, it's again, like everything, it's all about the people. It, it is a, a cool thing to actually be part of a community and feel like we have a voice that we can discuss in a place where we're just one seat at the table with many people, you know, equally around the round table of toy collecting. And we all get to discuss this stuff on end all the time. And seeing these people in the chat is, is awesome because they made time to come out and uh, hang out with us, which is really cool. And so thank you for that, taking the time on Wednesdays now to chill out with us at night. And for the last 10 weeks on Jinx Esports TV, supporting the Jane Rob Toy Show Season 2, um, I've got some indication of what, what the ratings have been like, and it's, it's pretty mind-blowing that you guys support all the stuff that we do. Of course, if you haven't seen it, because maybe a lot of you don't live in Canada, you can check out the shows on Vimeo as well. Just search Vimeo, Jane Rob Toy Show. You'll see it up there. You can check it out. But it, it's, it's a big deal to us, and that's why we keep pushing so hard to do this. Because it isn't the money and it isn't the dollies, it's the camaraderie probably and the and the shared passion. So thank you for for that. And Skelevator, your comment is is very nice. Uh, the work that I've seen you've been doing online too is just incredible. But uh, as you say here, that's that's a really nice comment. Rob, you are an oh, amazing yeah. director. Jay, you are a great centerpiece. You guys are making entertainment. We want to make keep it up. Thank thank oh, you so thanks. much for thanks, man. Such kind words. Want to get to action figure spotlight? Yeah, I have a two-parter, whether you like it or not. So I think one kind of goes with the other. So so you maybe. get two goes and I get one. Or I got to like come up with a second one just to assert my dominance. Is that it? Uh, you could do two, yeah. I think I think we got how much time we got. All right, we got 10 minutes. Yeah, go, go for two if you want to do two. Yeah. Okay, well, you go with one and I'll look around my dolly shelves to see if there's something I can uh, grab and go from there. Well, I was at the greatest comic book shop on planet Earth this week, Heroes Comics. And um, what's great about walking into that palace of uh, just everything we love is that you never know what's going to walk through the door. You never know what's going to appear. And um, I happened to find uh, this is one of my grail pieces. This is one figure on its card that I've been wanting for a long time. Rob and I share a passion for this character and he finally got uh, someone traded him in. So I'm happy to be the proud owner of uh seal superpowers. Oh my yeah. God. It's, it's all about Batman and the Joker and Robin for this line. Uh, but Robin, I think is just like, look, look at this, this <sighs> card here is just, amazing so that guy is my number one which you can oh, probably guess God. which number two is but uh i can't show you the back obviously i've put it in a comic book seal to, to keep it, the board a little bit more i'm erect. so depressed yeah. in this very moment for for as excited as you are i am equally depressed at how cool that is i'm happy for you i'm glad you got yeah. it i had a short card robin for season one of action figure adventure 
and couldn't have it because we had to you know recoup costs so we buy figures sometimes to shoot and then we have to sell them to try to make some of the cash back so seeing that hits me in all the nostalgia feels of oh boy would i like to have something like that as, as a yeah show. it that, was it was cool. a case of you know what i did um uh, again heroes is great to take trade-ins and i went down into my sub basement below the studio here and I looked at all this stuff I've accumulated that is not on display. A lot of it was um, Force Awakens and Last Jedi stuff um, that I just bought because of the excitement of the movie, not figures and stuff, you know, like lunch pails yeah. and this and that, that kind of thing. I took it all to I took it all to Heroes, man. So the figure didn't really cost anything. I just did a great trade in. I, I traded in, you know, remember the Savage World Thundercats, those crappy Super Seven. Traded yep. all those in, got rid of all that stuff. I had lots of doubles. I had like some Brave Star doubles and stuff I got rid of too. So it was great. It feels good. So I cleaned <sighs> up the collection uh, of all my doubles and at the same time got got stuff that I didn't have. So it was great. Well, you know, you have two figures. That's only one, but you're definitely going to win this week already. Go ahead and, and show us the second one. I'm going to give you your close-up for it. Well... Robin, as we know, um, rides shotgun with Batman. But how really? many of you out there knew that he had his own ridiculous vehicle that uh, is something that I've never owned, but I've always wanted simply because it's so crazy. So here it is. This would Delta be, Probe uh, 1. Delta Probe 1 and all its ridiculousness. Um, don't you got know that from Heroes? I did. So I traded one into Heroes two years ago. I wonder if that's the same one. This was recently. It was actually from the same collection as this was. From. Oh, okay. Um, and for everyone who doesn't know what that thing looks like out of the box, it looks like this. Um, it's like a, a fishbowl. It reminds me of like a mid-90s Joe Tank kind of. Um, I haven't really played around with it. Like Again, I've never owned Delta Probe 1, so this is my first... Um, again, with the superpower stuff, the colors are the biggest draw. And if this didn't have the box, I don't know if I would have pulled the trigger. But once again, because box art is so important, um, just look at that. That is just absolutely a beautiful drawing of Robin in the uh, Delta Probe one. So there you go. My two for one action figure spotlight. Oh, it's so good. I love the Delta Probe one. It was always a weird vehicle. I love how odd it is and how it doesn't fit in with the line at all they it was showcased in yeah. the super friends cartoon of course uh several different uh dc heroes of justice league piloted but of course putting robin and, uh, to have it make sense unlike the justice jogger that's for superman this one i forgive and i don't mind because robin is just a human with no powers so yeah. i don't blame him for wanting to get around in a in a jet right uh, so. i thought for a second you were either going to show a blue batman carded or one of my holy grails, the Batcopter from Superpowers. Oh, I'm 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 got my eyes up for that too, one, my friend. I can't even talk that one. So, I've never seen one in person. I've never the seen the Batcopter Bat in person. Yeah, I've never seen it. So um, you know the story about this with me, right? Uh, you had it. I had it as a kid, and when I had to leave my parents' house, when my grandparents came to get me. It was yeah. grab whatever I can hold. And oh. I had to choose between the Batcopter or the Batmobile. 
you made the right choice. Although that's a heartbreaking story, but uh, the Batmobile, I still think, is in the top five greatest vehicles of all time for any toy line. That that blue Batmobile from Superpowers, and that Batcopter is in the top. And that Batcopter is in the top five rarest vehicles of all time. <laughs> no, the Batcopter is in the top two. So you chose wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I I can't come up with a, a, a two figure spotlight, so I I'll just go to like whatever this is. I don't know what this is. Um, <laughs> hey, Moneybags director McCallum. No, just throwing I, away I, ha- money I haven't. Oh yeah, you talk about me, Moneybags, with your expensive A team dingy dollar store raft over there. Huh? Do you remember yeah, when I just it. started this story by saying I took in all my doubles and traded them in? Do you remember when for I the A team? You traded for all your doubles. All for the of this. A-team. Dude, I had a lot. I had a lot of crap, like a lot. I bet you did. I yeah, bet you. So, so let let's see what this is. I I still really haven't bought anything, and anything that we buy nowadays, you know, it takes forever for it to arrive. So, um, I I don't know what it is. Just gonna. I thought it'd be more dramatic to kind of open it on camera, of course. Well, he's well, doing that. Yes, uh, Hex Alibur. Uh, it is the Canadian card for Delta Pro One. Cool. Look at this. Everyone's waiting. Okay, you know what, Jay? You still win. Now that I can see what it is, I don't. This is only just going to further disappoint everybody. (laughs) Oh, you're going to be a contest. It's not a contest. Oh, it's a contest. You you won this week, bro. So. Okay. Do you know what I thought that was for a second? Okay, hang on. Before you go into it, I saw the artwork for Ace Duck. I thought you bought that friggin' like Leonardo versus like Crease or whatever his name is, Karate. Oh, the Cobra Kai two pack. I was like, if you bought that, I was gonna hang up right now. (laughs) Anyway, continue. We've got Mutage Man and Ace Duck two pack again. I stopped buying this cartoon line ten figures ago, and yet I have continued to buy the figures um again nothing flashy about the packaging i have all the figures that that are on the bottom too i don't have anthrax and scumbug yet i kind of thought maybe this might be them but i wasn't sure so it was a pleasant surprise a stuck for whatever reason was always one of my favorite turtle characters probably my favorite outside of the four turtles in in winter uh really like the frogs too of course but ace was always fun because he had wings I thought he should have played a way more prominent role in the show than he did. Mutagen Man, on the other hand, was a character I never connected with as a kid. I just, beyond my time, I know there's a lot of diehard die 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 fans of, of Mutagen Guy or Man. No, there, no, there isn't. There's Apparently not. there are. There's even a glow-in-the-dark version from the Super 7 line that I think I ordered as well, foolishly, that I'll... You, you know what? It looks like I, too, may have a Robin carded coming in my my future no no look at the chat crap. you have won look at this i i got no one comment on robin and they were they were making fun of the french writing so you won everyone loves man i just i said it before i'll say it again people love turtles like man i love, love being a turtles. turtle collector all i want is to win the chat and i've done it you've um, done it so i i don't know it's it's cool I don't know. I'm sure there's something at Heroes I'd rather have. I'll leave it at that. Where can people find you, Jay? 
while we wait for next week to come back. And we will be back next week, even though our season has uh, officially unfolded unfolded on uh, Jinx Esports TV, and you can still catch the episodes there, of course, on Vimeo. We will be back weekly, of course. Probably a couple weeks before we get to the auction, folks, where we'll spotlight one item per week. Probably a couple weeks as we get all our assets in a row. But in the meantime, Jay, where can people find you? And what should they check? Uh, Ryan, Danny, thanks, guys, for the... Uh, the uh, <laughs> The, the vote there uh youtube i'm closing in on 2000 um so if you haven't subscribed to me please do um it only helps me it helps further this growing career it's which true. i'm trying to achieve um where i can do this full time so uh, i appreciate every view i get every subscribe every subscriber so if you guys haven't go to my youtube channel please and just throw a subscribe and watch a couple of my videos it's a lot like this it's just one of us, me talking about toys, but uh, it's a good time. So you get half as much, folks. The Jay's big pitch. It's only him. Go subscribe over there. But I should tell it's you, Jay, Jay's almost got 2,000 subs. He's almost got 2,000 subs. I just hit the 1,000 mark, my friend. That's but great. I know, but I money know. Money time. Money time. Almost. Almost money time. Not quite. I got to get some viewing hours up there still. But I do know from everybody that's watching this right now, if over half of you aren't subbed. So please help me out and sub so we can do more of this stuff. If you do more of this stuff, you sub more, we can do more of it to make it a lot easier, especially between seasons of the television and film stuff that we do. It makes it a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't have to tell this to everyone in the chat. I'm sure there's so many content creators out there, but doing something on the level that Rob does and doing something on the level that I do, there's so many man hours put into this stuff. So uh, we really do appreciate the support and uh, yeah. And thanks again for everyone showing up in chat. There's a lot tonight and uh, a lot of good back and forth. Yeah. It's been a fun show. I'm so glad that uh, all you turned out and tuned in, as they say, uh, you can catch me mainly on Twitter and Instagram at Rob McZob on Twitter at Rob McCallum films at the Jane Rob toy show and at action figure adventure on Instagram. It's been another fun week, my friend. Um, anything to tease for next week? Um, no, nothing. I want to reveal right now. Uh, I might right. be doing a cool G.I. Joe video. That's all I'm going to say for right now. But I'm going to put something on screen real quickly for our action figure uh, adventure season two followers out there. These are the current run times of the episodes. So you can see episodes one. I don't know here. I can probably go over it. So you can see the, all the numbers here. This is how we have to format and label them. You'll see that I had to get really fine. So I called these episodes harsh cuts, these iterations. But here are the run times for all the episodes so far. Some of them will change a little bit by plus or minus 10 seconds, I imagine, as we finesse the graphics. But look at that. So many are full, almost 26-minute episodes, which compared to se yeah. season one, everything was a lot closer to 23 minutes across the board. But that's... That's where things are at right now. And the only thing we really have left to film is uh, the auction. So that's where we're at with Action Figure Adventure Season 2, guys. It's all coming together. Wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for your support. So thank you very much. Um, we end every episode somewhat on the same note of our catchphrase slogan that we steal from many other popular toy shows that have been around a lot longer and therefore must be better than us and have more money than we do uh, because they're the cool fans and we're just the pretenders. Jay? <laughs> this is stolen from Jerry Springer. It's not a toy show. <laughs> Trash for the love of the toys. <laughs> for the love of toys and the warmth of scarves. Take care of yourselves, everybody. And each other. 
Because playtime, Jay, is bath time. That does look like a little rubber submarine ducky uh, floaty. It's going in there. You can believe it. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Cheers. Cheers.